Welcome back to another edition of the Perbolite Podcast. This is the sixth episode of Perb Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamin White, joined with Austin Bechtel and Tyler Zeman. Today we'll be talking about the Antonio Brown drama, uh, Colin Kaepernick's collusion case with the NFL, uh, the Champions League happening over in Europe, and the recent signing of Manny Machado. All right, so first we're going to go over to Austin, who's going to give us some updates on Antonio Brown. Thank you, Jamin. So today, Antonio Brown's drama continued as he met with Art Rooney. After reportedly at first not wanting to meet with Rooney, he decided that he would. And um, supposedly in the meeting, A.B. cleared the air with the Steelers. And in his meeting with Rooney, they both agreed that it is time to move on. Yeah, and this has been going on, I don't know, what, mid-season, beginning of the season? Probably there, even beforehand. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a certain tone in the air uh, when you show up to training camp in a helicopter. And that's just not the Steeler way. I hate to say it because it's the biggest bull crap on the earth, the Steeler way, which hasn't worked for 20 years. Well, especially in the past with the Facebook Live video. And then yeah. this past season, you know, conflicts with Ben, leaving at halftime week 17, you know, the controversial knee injury or whatever you'd like to call it. So there's been just constant drama surrounding Brown and the team, and the team is just ready to move on, and Brown certainly is as well with how he's been acting on social media and all his comments recently. Right, and I don't, it seems, like you said, it was going to come to this point eventually. Um, I would like to point out in the Super Bowl winning years, uh, if we had an issue, you know, Mike Tomlin would cut that person, trade that person away. Some people, especially ex-dealer James Harrison, who did not like to talk to the media before his retirement, has agreed to talk to the media a lot since his retirement. And he's even become a part of the media. He's become a part of the media, yes. Um, And he sort of said the the locker room situation, Tomlin not being uh, strict enough, is completely different from other coaches in the league, um, namely Belichick, who a lot of people couldn't name – a second wide receiver on that team this year just won the Super Bowl again. So, I don't know. It's hard to uh, judge what it is for sure, but the drama from Antonio Brown certainly did not help. So his departure has been in the works for a while, it seems like. Yeah, you would hope that the Steelers, I mean, they're, they're going to lose the best wide receiver in football. You, you would hope that the production isn't doesn't go down that much. I mean, we still have Juju, who's... I think is going to be a top receiver in the league, already is a top receiver in the league. Until he gets paid, maybe. And you would hope the emergence of James Washington would help out this team, along with Vance McDonald, hopefully a full season. So I think this team could be okay. It just depends on if they surround Ben with any more talent, if they do end up not adding any other wide receivers. Right, and at this point it's like, what can the Steelers really get for Antonio Brown? Most would think a lot, but you know, with all this recent controversy, you know, a lot of people did not want to sign Des Bryant in the offseason, even though he uh, was one of the top wide receivers in the NFL uh, with Dallas. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of deal they get done. If they for sure get a deal done, you know, Antonio Brown has come out and says, I don't want anything less than, what, $30 million, I think? He guaranteed. wants all his money to be guaranteed. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But so. the more Brown talks, the more that his value seems like it is decreasing for the Steelers, which means they might want to act fast when they do and trade Brown. Right. So it'll be interesting to see as the offseason continues to open up and to see what the Steelers will end up doing. Next up, Jamin will be talking about Colin Kaepernick's collusion case with the NFL and the, resol- and the results of it. 
All right, so anyone who's anyone has been paying attention. A couple of years ago, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed stood out as um, the forefront of NFL protesting uh, the national anthem. Since then, these two players have been absent from football. People have been wondering, well, why aren't they on a team? Uh, why don't they get signed? And they basically took the NFL to court. Bold move, because as we've seen in uh, uh, several other examples of history, you don't sue the NFL. It doesn't usually work. I remember, well, I don't remember, but I read about the USFL trying to sue the NFL so that they could play their games in the fall. Long story short, there's no USFL anymore. Um, but the court case was settled uh, the past this past week. Uh, uh, basically, a settlement uh, coming to Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed uh, winning $60 million from the court case um, for what the, the players tried to sue the NFL for acts of collusion, preventing them from being on a team. Um, so the biggest thing now is, you know, where do they really go from here? Um, there have been talks that maybe the Carolina Panthers could consider Colin Kaepernick a similar quarterback style to uh, Cam Newton, who may never throw a football again. Yeah, they did sign Reed this past year, and he did play this past year with the Carolina Panthers, so that is definitely a possibility for Kaepernick. Right, and you know a lot of people over the past season were wondering that he could go to the Jaguars, he could fill in for Blake Bortles. The Redskins went through like six quarterbacks, and he was not brought up once, not seriously anyway. Um, there were thoughts of him going to Seattle, similar uh, play style to Russell Wilson, but eventually – and ultimately led to nothing. So moving forward, you know, Colin Kaepernick has enough money to take care of him, himself, his family, and hopefully his grandchildren to come through the settlement. But I think deep down he still wants to play football, and he definitely still has talent. You know, we've seen recent quarterback signings that are eh, questionable when this guy is uh, completely able to play the game of football at a high level. You know, he's went to a Super Bowl, nearly won. So moving forward, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Colin Kaepernick. Um, but yeah, you know, good for him. Sixty million dollars, not too bad considering he's not even playing. We know he will not be playing in the Alliance of American Football after turning down. He he wanted twenty million dollars from them. Right, to he play wanted in the twenty million dollars. I think most players are getting around eighty to ninety thousand at this point. Yeah, upstart league, the Alliance of American Football, which has NFL fans, I would say, satisfied through yeah. the off season new upstart league so now it's going to be a question of can they contend and going back earlier to the usfl they ultimately sued the nfl because they wanted to compete with them and thought they were the better league and they are no longer around the xfl was a major flop they're coming back in 2020 um so there's a history of these startup football leagues that have not been able to compete or uh coexist with the nfl um but the alliance of american football brings something different it's not super goofy it's not too uh, far from the norm it's an exciting brand of football that people can enjoy throughout the offseason um the scandals for uh, referees are pretty much non-existent with the system that they've uh put in so it'll be interesting to see how fans sort of react to that and how the nfl will react to that as well yeah i think the alliance uh it really does bring a new brand to football there's there's no kickoffs balls uh, automatically plays at the 25 yard line. You have to go for two after scoring a touchdown. So yeah, it is different. But um, in watching some of the games, it is still hard nosed football. These are guys, you know, fighting for a chance to get into the NFL or a chance to get back into the league. 
So it is, it is a 10-week uh, 10, uh, 10 schedule. They have conference championship games and the championship game on April 27th. So it is going to be interesting to see how the league does play out, but it is off to a pretty promising start. So it's going to be interesting to watch, and I think the fan interest, um, which it's not really high at this point, but I think with uh, as the it league... It is still very brand new. Yeah, it is very new league. So as I think the weeks go on and the teams, you know, improve their style of play i think that more fans can be drawn to it and the league could even be more successful and it just goes to show like americans love football yeah like if they want football like they'll go out and watch this and i don't know austin and zeman what do you think because we've seen um in the late 60s early 70s the nfl merged with the afl and that's been a huge success and we've you know added teams since then but could you see a possible merger as this league has gone into markets that the nfl has uh, really not attempted to go into yet? I've actually thought more of, with the XFL coming in 2020, also being a spring league, that eventually over time maybe those two leagues could join. It's a possibility, and it probably wouldn't happen for um, maybe five, ten years. It, it would be farther down, down the line. But since they are playing at the same time, um, and the cities uh, really aren't the same, they are differing with uh, the XFL more in NFL cities and the Alliance more in uh, college football towns, but towns that don't have NFL teams. Um, I think that's definitely something that, that you can keep an eye on. But um, I think it'll be interesting to see how the two leagues play out competing against each other starting up in the spring of 2020. I feel that uh, I don't really see like a future with them combining. I feel like the rules are too different with the uh, no kickoffs and the uh, two-point conversion or going for two after every touchdown. I, I, like, I almost see this league as becoming almost like a G League uh the set per se uh like the nba has the g league a lot of people or a lot of players try to go through there to get their chance in the nba and yeah i could i can see it uh with this new league for the nfl a lot of like college players that don't get drafted can try to prove themselves in this league to show the nfl like what their worth is to yeah and one of the aaf teams the birmingham iron are affiliated of the steelers with uh a lot of former practice squad and um, lower-level Steelers uh, on their team. So it is definitely something that it could be a developmental league for the NFL. It just uh, had to see how it plays out. Right. I think ultimately, though, it wants it to be its own entity. Like, th- there's real talent here. This doesn't have to be, a G- you know, as you said, a G League for the NFL. But it, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. All right, moving on from American football, we're going to jump over the pond to European football, where Zeman has some updates from the Champions League. Yeah, so last week, the round of 16 for the Champions League was underway with Roma and Porto kicking off on Tuesday. Roma, Roma beat Porto 2-1, and it was a very interesting, uh, interesting game. Roma, a big side in Serie A, the Italian league, but they were very they're underperforming currently in Porto not too strong as they're a Portuguese size or Portuguese team um with no real competition in that league but then to the second match on Tuesday the bigger one we have Manchester United versus PSG and what's surprising is PSG came out with the win here uh 2 nothing over Manchester United PSG were facing injuries to big uh players uh namely uh, Edison Cavani and Neymar, who were out um, due to injury, like I said. Uh, and Man United have been, were in big form, and this is their first loss under their new uh, caretaker, uh, 
or coach to sense the firing of Jose Mourinho. Now, on the Wednesday, we have Tottenham and Dortmund. Tottenham uh, surprisingly beat Dortmund 3-0 at home, and it not really anything too much with that game. Um, it, you could kind of see it coming. And then on to the second game, we have Ajax and Real Madrid, and Real Madrid beat Ajax 2-1 with a controversy play. Uh, center back Sergio Ramos slid, slid into a tackle, um, intentionally trying to get a yellow card uh, in order to get like reach his ban because after so many times you've been carded, you get a one-game suspension, and... All, all Sergio Ramos needed was one more card to get this suspension. He he got it during the game, but afterwards in this post post game interview, he said he was he did it on purpose. And there's a rule with Champions League that says if you do anything of such to get a card, you can look into you can get a bigger suspension. So not only might he miss one game but he could possibly miss up to two more so three in total which would put him out for this next for the second round uh leg against ajax and then possibly the quarterfinals against an onion an, un, an unknown team yet so moving forward because it is only the first round but do you have any predictions for who's going to move on based on what we've, what we've already seen well i think i think tottenham can definitely move on and PSG, I think those are the two big ones. But do you think Man United's out of it already? Uh, going to Paris, I think I I don't really see them pulling back two goals to like level, uh, the scoreline. They could. I mean, they have the momentum. They definitely have the players. But with Cavani returning from injury, he's gonna play a big role. And I I honestly don't see it happening. Okay, cool. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the league uh, shakes out as the competition moves forward. And to wrap up the podcast, we're going to have Austin Bechtel talking about Manny Machado's new deal. All right, thank you, Zeman. Yes, and the long-awaited news that we have been waiting for, Manny Machado has a new deal. He is signed with the San Diego Padres for a record 10-year, $300 million deal. Now, this deal is very significant as the offseason was moving very slowly and multiple teams were waiting for Machado and fellow superstar Bryce Harper, who is still has not signed yet, but probably will be signing later on in the week to sign a deal. So Machado breaks the deal of uh, Alex Rodriguez, his deal with the Texas Rangers in the early on in the 2000s. And with Machado signing with San Diego, it really is kind of confusing as San Diego was a mystery team early on, which they emerged after. Um, it's a big signing for them as they do have 10 prospects in the top 100 in baseball. So their farm system coming up will be a big boost to be able to put talent around Machado. So right now it is very interesting to see how it will play out. Their starting pitching is pretty weak and they've been in the lower levels of the division in the NL West. So. Seeing how San Diego will play out with Machado, who's the big piece in play, he'll probably end up playing third base for them as they have top prospect Fernando Tatis Jr. ready to debut in 2019. So that's definitely something to look out for. But with baseball into spring training now, it's good to see Machado finally find a team. And with San Diego, it's good to see them get back into baseball now. Um, they really were not very interesting recently. They did sign 
uh, Eric Hosmer last offseason. So it's good to see the Padres really putting an effort out there to go for it, especially with their young talent coming up. So it's going to be good to see with baseball starting to get into the thick of things. It's also going to be interesting to see where Bryce Harper lands. This has been another edition of the Perbolite Podcast Perp Take, where we give you all the biggest news in the week of sports. This has been Jamin White with Austin Bechtel and Tyler Zeman, now signing off.